Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. On today's episode, we are talking about the full moon in Gemini occurring on the 19th of December, and the theme is elevating your story. But first, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Awabakal people of the Awabakal tribe. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, always was and always will be the traditional custodians of this land. I extend this respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening to this podcast today. Gemini's energy rules information and communication with an emphasis on always wanting more. For this reason, it's important to clear our mind of thoughts that do not serve us. The stories we tell ourselves that keep us stuck and feeling unworthy could be amplified during this time because of the high-speed energy coming at us, coupled with the full moon energy. During this full moon, review all your beliefs. What do you believe about your appearance, your body, your financial situation, your relationships, your visions and your future? Are the beliefs you hold and the story you tell yourself good? Is there room to expand your story, to change your story? Gemini will give you the energy and inspiration to do so if you are willing and open. It is my great pleasure to introduce my one and only astrological lover and friend, (laughs) Kerry Hurrigan, who will be explaining or expanding our hearts and minds around the energy of Gemini and the full moon. And it's always a joy to share the mic with her, Kerry Hurrigan. Oh, hello, Sue. What a lovely introduction again. Thank you. I couldn't have done better myself with that. It is really lovely to have you here. Well, I love being here. I love doing this. We have a lot of fun. We do. Don't we? So, Kerry, Mm -hmm. ruled by Mercury and the element air, Gemini's energy stimulates the nervous system, activating our brain into a myriad of ideas and inspirational paths to take. I'm prepared this time around for this surge of energy. Right. I have my journal and I've carved out time during the 72 hours of the full moon Mm -hmm. to meditate and write. Mm. What do you think about that? I I, I I think that's pretty good. I think that's wonderful. And I also think it's wonderful that you've decided to meditate around the moon. So the first question I have for you yes. is around storytelling and communication. Mm-hmm. So communication to others and more importantly toward ourselves would be high on the agenda, I believe, during this full moon. So Kerry, how can we use both the full moon and the Gemini energy to speak to ourselves in a kinder way? Well, this is absolutely crucial, how we use that internal dialogue and what we say to ourselves. If this is something that is happening to you where you are speaking unkindly to yourself, I would be looking at what you say or how you communicate to yourself that is unkind. Most of us are unconscious about this and when we get to this stage, the body runs the show. And it's automatic, so we don't even realise that we do it. Mm. So somebody says something to us, we react, we respond, which is the moon emotionally. And it could be something like, you know, they've, they've said something to you. They could ask you to do something and your immediate reaction might be, 
I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I can't do it. That's one place where you have to start to pay attention. And when the the body's running the show, it's the emotional body that's in charge and the body's running on autopilot. We are only 5% conscious and we are 95% unconscious. Relating this to Gemini and the moon, our subconscious mind includes habits and behaviours. So this is something that we're used to doing, Uh, logic and reasoning, analysing, and we are always analysing. And this is an extension of the ego, which is also the moon. And the ego's job is to protect the body. That's what it does. So when we have those messages like, I can't do it, I didn't go to university, I'm too old, I'm too fat, uh, I'm not good enough. Whatever it is, it's that your ego kicking in to protect you. When that's that, I can't do it. You have other thoughts. You're going to get up on stage, you can't do that. They'll laugh at you or you'll make a mistake. We'll be in danger, so we're not, you know, we can't do it. Like any stressful criticism that debilitates invokes stressful emotions which is the moon so we're you know with the thoughts and and concepts that we're having this is the gemini side the emotions and the feelings of the moon side and it is connecting us to something from our past from our childhood some perhaps trauma or unpleasant memory that we're bringing into the present moment we're putting into the future the in a future that hasn't even occurred yet but knowing more about this if you take it a little bit further and you get into those really stressful emotions of full of fear and terror what happens is the brain decompartmentalizes isn't that a huge word and what me- what that means is it starts to separate things mm. so it and we um we go into a high beta wave state meaning that we become incoherent where our mind is going so fast we're trying to settle ourselves down our heart starts to and your blood pressure goes up and because you're incoherent when we are incoherent we become irrational in our feelings being bombarded by too many thoughts because what we're doing is we're surviving because we start to feel like our very life is at stake the emotions of the ego which is the moon it is Uh, in this state of these very dense frequencies, and these are the frequencies of fear, uh, unworthiness, uh, frustration, so that keeps us in in those low or dense frequencies. And Gemini is about communication and information. The moon, of course, is our emotions. And in answering your question, finally, we nurture ourselves through our own internal communication. So in using the Gemini full full moon, we can create an ideal future for ourselves on purpose, deliberately. What can we do and where can we start? Well, the first thing to do is to identify these things. Now, I said a couple of podcasts ago that I had reconnected with the work of Joe Dispenza or Dr. Joe Dispenza, rather. So you get his books, you watch him on YouTube, see the testimonials on YouTube, uh, you can even buy his products and because he explains what the actual science is behind this. And this is the information as regards in regards to Gemini. This is the information that we need. And once you identify what this is, you can start to change the way you talk to yourself. Mm. Because if you remember that the ego is trying to protect you, and if it's and if that thought comes in that you say, well, 
I can't do this, you say, now, I know you're you're trying to protect me, so I can't do this. And then where it takes me next is to Byron Katie, who, because I always mention. And what Byron Katie does is she has a process that's free where we unravel ourselves. So just with that thought of, I can't do this, um, you start with her process. She will take you through it where you are kinder to yourself in your own internal communication. A couple of things that Byron Katie says is if you want to find the love of your life, look in the mirror. She also says you are the one you've been waiting for. And it says, Sue, I've been waiting for you for 50 years. Finally, finally, we are dealing with these stressful self-talk that you do, Mm -hmm. these stressful emotions, and now we can get to your soul. The other thing is meditation, and I can't recommend it hot highly enough which is something that you do make it a daily practice and also i would suggest you go and watch what the bleep do we know because that will give people a fundamental understanding of the options which relates to gemini gemini is about choices and diversity you'll get a a better idea of uh, what quantum physics is about in that regard in just in knowing that you have more than one way to address whatever it is that's causing you to really to speak to yourself like Mm. that and why are you speaking to yourself like that i'd like to move on now to another another question that i have Mm -hmm. and i learned it last month i know we've been doing these podcasts for like four years (laughs) oh and um and i've thoroughly enjoyed it but i've never really understood the counterbalances of say for example like we're working with the full moon in Gemini, and then you would always bring up, say, like the the counterbalance of Sagittarius. And when we did our budgeting on the new moon podcasts for our course that we do, we've, yes. that we've done, and it's ready to go, listener, for you, it, it really dawned on me that there is it's an important to understand what the opposing star sign is doing as well through this full moon. So my question to you, Kerry, is. How does Sagittarius, the counterbalancing sign of Gemini, work during this full moon and what energy does that bring? Do we need to look out for anything? Okay, well, when we have a full moon, we have the sun and the moon opposite. In this case, the full moon in Gemini, the sun is in Sagittarius. Now, the relationship between Gemini and Sagittarius is where we find a point of balance. That's why we have the two. So everything is about balance. You, If you're on too much on one side, you're out of kilter, you have to get yourself back. And you can also go too much to the other side. So that idea is to find that point of balance. And this is with all the signs. So they are all, all in partnership. Just as an aside, it's not just the opposite sign. You have signs of the the same element. So we have the four elements of um, fire, air, earth and water. Sagittarius is fire and Gemini is air. And you can't contain either of these. You have the water and earth, which you can contain. Gemini is about information and communication and diversity. And Sagittarius relates to freedom truth, beliefs, and wisdom, amongst many things. So Sagittarius balances Gemini by maintaining a level of truthfulness. 
uh, instead of losing oneself in diversity, being pulled this way and that way, you're pulled in that many directions. This is one way of blending these energies together. There are many, many ways. Now, this dynamic encourages the person to speak out, speak up, to have a voice from their own perspective by looking at the bigger picture because Sagittarius knows no bounds, none. It goes as wide, as far as it possibly can. Both of these signs are mutable, meaning they're very adaptable. And both can be, as I just said, impossible to contain. And what the other thing that Sagittarius does is it gets us out of our comfort zone. It encourages us to get out there, to seek our truth. In turn, going from student to teacher, and often this happens to us. Gemini can be like a loose cannon on deck. It can be scattered and lacking in focus, but highly adaptable and brilliant at problem solving. Both these signs have their distortions. They also have their brilliance. And both of these signs are funny, they're witty, uh, they're as sharp as tack, and uh, humour is something they are both endowed with. I mentioned that because these things can get very serious, you know, and thank God we've got Gemini and Sagittarius to lighten things up a little bit. I hope that answers your question. Mm. Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay, good. The messenger of the gods, Kerry. Mm -hmm. I really love that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Are you calling me the messenger of the gods? I think that we all have our own interpretation of that. But Mm -hmm. so as I understand it, this is a trait of the planet Mercury, which is the ruling planet of Gemini. Is this symbolic of a muse coming down from heavens to speak to you? So, for example, before you answer, you're sitting there reading a book or listening to music and suddenly you get a hit with an idea that is brilliant. You think it's brilliant. So you go, wow, that's a fantastic idea. And from that, you get excited, inspired and start planning for world domination. (laughs) Is this the idea around the messenger of the gods? I think that's quite a good way to look at it. Again, that's another way of looking at it. It's actually a brilliant question because you can get into the idea of accessing the quantum field, the unified field, the quantum, quantum field, field, the matrix, yes, the loving intelligence. I can't believe you said that because in my <laughs> transcendental meditation yes. learning, right, yes, what they say is that when when you can stop the chatter of your mind and you and you use like a one like a mantra or one noise, like a hum, brings you down to this consciousness, which is like the unified field. And it's there that you tap into greatness. Some might call God, messenger of the God. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes, like this yes. level of, of intuition that is so deep. And you, sometimes you get that spark. It's like, <gasps> which is why I'm thinking, Maybe this is t- this time during the full moon, this is a really good time to look at the unified field, the meditations going deep, to get those ideas, mm. to bring them forth, to be creative, to be... Tap into. Tap into, yes. Mm. I thought it was a great question when I started to look at it. So just in regard to Mercury, because Mercury rules two signs. It rules Gemini and Virgo. So Mercury mm. is... In Gemini is the outward expression. In Virgo, it's internal. So getting back to the the quantum field or the unified field, and for those people who don't know what 
we're talking we're about. We're talking about what the bleep do we know is the best way that you can, it is explained to layman people uh, what this is mm. about. And it's been around for around 100 years. Mm. Uh, Albert Einstein used to call it spooky action at a distance, <laughs> you know. And when you get to know what it's about, mm. it's, it's incredible because it's the world beyond the beyond the particle, beyond the physical, mm. we go into the world of energy. So what happens is when we access this field, um, in going through a certain uh, formula, if you like, or a certain way to do it, and you've just explained one as, as you did, you draw things to you. So I always thought things found me, but that's not what happens. It's drawn to you. This comes from having a clear thought, uh, you reading your book, just reading your book, minding your own business, you know, and you might have had a thought earlier on in the day, how can I do these podcasts differently? What can I do? And then you think, oh, let's go. go back to reading my book. And this idea comes in from left field and you think, I know what I'll do. I could try this. I could try this. This is what I could do. Mm. Something, this idea is you've put the signal out there, the idea, and at some point you might have had that higher emotion of excitement. You even said inspired and excited. So that lifts your heart. In quantum uh, physics, you have the electricity from the brain, but it's the heart is the magnet because that's the thing that will draw that to you. If you take this recipe, and this formula has been around for thousands of years, I think that they actually kept it from us because if we really, if we really get a hold of how to use it, and there are people, if you watch, uh, I mentioned earlier, the testimonials from people who do the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he takes them through the meditations that he has, they have cured themselves of the most challenging Mm. issues health issues you can imagine and not only that they've attracted money they've attracted a job car partner whatever that is the formula is as i said at some point you ask the question what happens is when we are in those that excited or inspired state our vibration increases we get higher Mm. we get lighter and higher and when you think about it when you're imagining something and you you, you're thinking oh my god and you're in it you're there so we can see this intention manifest it'd be what burning question what burning question do you have that you're looking for an answer so try the formula and see what happens Mm. just get sit down calm down just like you did you know you know settle your mind and just whatever it is and start to engage Mm. with your heart with those feelings of excitement Mm. that was not that answer was not expected but it was very entertaining (laughs) I loved it I I haven't answered your well no the unified feel of course I I didn't even think that um that that would come up I'm glad that you and I don't confer prior to the podcast because I get so thrilled Mm. when this happens Mm. it's like wow it's amazing how often we will have this common commonality in our information Mm. and exchange Mm. I've got another question for you and I know I should have asked this over the last four years while we've been doing podcasts and (laughs) 
And this might be a quick question. This might be a quick answer. Uh, wait, <laughs> Hang on, I'll have to, I'll have to think about it okay. before, you, before you ask me. Okay. It's, it's in relation to um, the full moon. Yes. I have a number of astrologers which I love to follow mm-hmm. and I love to talk to you, of course. Mm. They talk about expansion during the full moon. There's an expansiveness in the full moon. And you often talk about it's a time of closure. Yes. So I'm very confused. Right. Can we talk through the difference between these two? I mean, obviously they're both right, but they seem to be opposite. We go through this growth phase by the waxing of the moon. We're growing with the energy of the moon. And we also go through a growth phase by letting go and releasing because when the moon's energy is waning, we're into the waning uh, cycle of the moon now we uh, go through other phases which I don't know if you're going to mention anything about the eight phases of the moon yet not yet okay <laughs> so I'm just ignore that listener <laughs> I'm glad I didn't mention it <laughs> but um we grow <laughs> we grow through this this ever-changing energy that's released out to other people So closure, as I understand it to be, when I say things like that, a completion, a closure, a culmination, so something's all come together. I cannot do any more with this intention. Got it. There's nothing more I can do. Now it's time to let it go. I understand. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. I I get it now. That's wonderful. That's it? That's wonderful. I'm glad. Yep. Now I understand your question more correctly is where we we do, we move our intention out into society and others. Now just before we go into the menstrual cycle Mm. and talk about how the full moon in Gemini may coincide with the female menstrual cycle, I have one last question for you. Yes. So this full moon's energy is enhanced by the zodiac sign of Gemini. Mm -hmm. We've sort of talked about that and established that. So that makes sense to always talk about these two energies working together, like mm. we have always done. There are also so many other elements to be aware of, like aspects and nodes, and I'm not going to be going anywhere <laughs> near that today because this is only, well, a 45-minute podcast. <laughs> but so I'm trying to, I'm trying to yes. learn how to study my particular birth chart and I'm trying to find the symbol Gemini and you know what, I can't find it anywhere. I'm thinking, should I be worried about that? I can't find it anywhere on my menstrual, um, menstrual cycle. I can't find it anywhere on my, in, on my chart. So can you help me? I can help you. Please, Jim. Everybody has Gemini somewhere. Right. So there may be a reason why... A sign is missing on somebody's chart. Um, I have seen that. I just can't remember what it was. But your Gemini, which is like a the symbol a symbol of Gemini, is like the bookends. This is why you can relate it to information, communication, journaling, I see. ideas, concepts. There's Gemini there. There's your Gemini. Oh yes, it's on the outer ring. On the yeah. But I can't see it anyway on the inner ring. In, within the... These in, in, in here? He, yes, in the actual pies. Okay, well, <laughs> you don't have any planets in Gemini. I thought that. But your fifth house is activated by the Gemini energy. So Got you it. have Gemini energy operating in your makeup. Mm. But 
are not in your birth chart. There's no planets in Gemini. However, yes, when you come to transiting planets, right, and everything's moving up there all the time, the moon is transiting because it's in Gemini. Is transiting your fifth house. Got it. And what is the fifth house? The fifth house is uh, about. Uh, it's ruled by Leo, so it is the house of creativity, a sense of purpose. Oh. Uh, it can be a relationship with your father, uh, children, fun, inspiration, that's to name just a few. Mm. So the full moon in Gemini could suggest, and this is just one way of interpreting it, a completion, closure or culmination around a creative project. Bingo. Right? Is that? Well, yes. Yes. So we've just finalised two products. Yes. You and I together. Yes. Okay. One is the f- listener. I'm yes. Just indulge me here because <laughs> um, Kerry, Kerry's reading uh, my chart. Okay. Yeah. And so, so it's really important that you understand how important it is to get a birth chart so that you can do it yourself. Because we've just come out of an extensive creative period, Kerry and I. I've just launched the free financial literacy course, which is budgeting on the new moon. And Kerry has just finalised, and she touched on it earlier, another product that we've developed. It's the eight phases of the moon. And I'm going to be tying it in with finances and the menstrual cycle together. I feel quite completed. So you're getting to that, nearing the end, okay, this is done now. Now, now. Rest. Okay. Now I want to now rest. Now we, okay, <laughs> now it's time to let it, you'll, you know, in full moon, mm. release it out. Release it out. Release it out. Let it come I love now. that. Yeah. So with the full moon too, it's also time you get, sometimes you can course correct things in this. You know, you can always do that. Or you can just, if it's something that you're starting, you think, oh, this isn't going to It work. was a bit of a dud. Yeah, I'll just let it go now. <laughs> yes, yeah. okay. yeah. You mentioned aspects and nose. Now, I'm not going to go too much into it, but just to say that it's very difficult to isolate one thing because all these things, if you look at your nature yes, chart, I understand. you can yeah. see all how things are connected. Yes. And um, it also... Uh, it also depends on your environmental conditioning as a, as a child, what your household was like when you were growing up as a kid. With the nodes, astrologers often talk about the nodes of the moon. I've mentioned it too in, in a few podcasts. All planets have nodes and it's about with the moon, we look at the, the south node, which your south node is in Scorpio, you have a lot of Scorpio. I, this life that you are living is about transformation, great, mm. huge transformation for you. This is the last time I'm coming back to Earth, that's why. <laughs> I'm not coming back here. Let's know if you believe in reincarnation. This is it for me. <laughs> I might see you in Andromeda somewhere. So I want to share with you what's happening with week one, Kerry, and then maybe we can discuss a bit about it and then maybe week two, week three and week four. And for the listener who is just new, what we do now is I give some information about the first week of your period, what it will look like, and then we have a brief discussion (laughs) about how the, the effects of the Gemini full moon might have on us as well. So week one. For some women, the first week of their cycle is exhausting. Their period flow is very heavy and accompanying cramps, bloating and an overall sense of unwellness can add 
to their misery. Well, it certainly added to my misery. Most women continue doing their normal home duties, plus children, caring for children, and often have a full-time job or a career to manage. So during this week, nutrition is one of the best areas you can focus on. But let's look at that in line with the energy of the full moon in Gemini, Kerry. Mm -hmm. This is what I think. Be creative. Learn a few more dishes that not only stimulate the immune system, but gives you joy to create it and to eat it. Blood loss, lack of sleep and fatigue can be supported if you eat densely nutritional meals and hydrate yourself with water. Now, one of my wonderful teachers is Dr. Libby Weaver. Mm, mm. Um, She would say that a healthy and balanced way to increase the amount of minerals in your diet is to increase the amount of plant foods you currently consume, particularly the green-coloured ones. And I've spoken about this many times. mm. Green-coloured plants. Also include Celtic sea salt or Himalayan salt because they have the minerals in it. I would avoid table salt in general and go for one of the the more natural salts. Kerry, it has 84 minerals in it. Does it? Himalayan salt, yes. I have mentioned that to you before. Green plants is so important for our health, especially this time of, of our cycle. But I just think that with the energy of Gemini, it wants to, it wants to enjoy new things, you know, like create new things. Yes. Yeah? So mm. why don't we create new food mm. for our bodies? Mm. That's what I reckon. I think that's a great idea. I mentioned earlier that because apparently the body is very absorbent in the full moon, uh, it's an ideal time to use your intuition and reconnect with your in, reconnect with your inner body with meditation. But also essential oils and aromatherapy mm. is really good to bring that bring yourself back to balance or helps with that at least. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's look at week two. So a week of joy (laughs) is heading your way. Not our way because we don't have periods anymore. We're we're in our crone stage of life. But you, my dear listener, a week of joy is heading your way. The main reason is because estrogen is rising all week. So estrogen is a sex hormone and can fill your life with energy and purpose. So this hormone brings with it mental clarity, enabling you to produce your best work in whatever field you are inspired to work in. It does wonders for fat burning, creates glowing skin and prepares your body for sexual encounters to ensure pregnancy will occur. Mm. After all, that is the primary purpose for a menstrual cycle is to give you the opportunity to fall pregnant. If you have too much estrogen, problems can occur like bloating, swelling, and tender breasts. Fibrocystic lumps in the breast, decreased sex drive, irregular periods, anxiety, cold hands and feet. Who knew that? Yeah. Memory issues. Well, I know that. That's just to name a few. So if you are concerned, of course, with any symptoms that happen during this week, you might be experiencing um, an imbalance of hormones. So please always refer, consult with your preferred medical professional. And over the coming days, estrogen is laying down the lining of the uterus and does so for up to 14 days up to the day of ovulation, which is day 14. Mm. But 
saying all that, there's a lot of information to take in for week two because we're talking about being imbalanced and being balanced. So if you're balanced, you this is the right of your life. But if you're not imbalanced, if your hormones, you could be in for some of those other issues that we mentioned about sore breasts and, and not feeling well. Now, I just wanted to bring Gemini in as another factor, mm-hmm. okay, and the full moon. So Gemini energy is very exciting. It's very, yes. it's full on. It throws things at you almost. Um, so be mindful during this week to not overcommit yourself. If you're feeling unwell, go to the doctors because you could be unbalanced. But if you're not, just choose, if you're feeling well, just choose one or two things you want to do during this full moon. Because you can't, you might feel that you can do it all. Yeah, yeah. But you can't because you can't do it. I don't think you could do everything well. Just choose one or two mm-hmm. things that you want to actively look at. And here, this is what I wrote. Choose one or two projects and ride the waves of Gemini and estrogen <laughs> to create something spectacular. <laughs> I love that. Mm. The upshot is week two is pretty pretty fabulous. Yeah. It's yeah. full of estrogen. This is your feel-good hormone. And with Gemini energy as well and the full moon, mm. it can be outstanding. Well, it can. If it gets into that distorted area, it can be chaotic. Mm. So it goes to the other extreme. Yes. But it is a good week to socialise using. Mm. You know. And now with the lock- lockdowns fairly well over... Mm. It should be good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, mm. that's, you know, and that's a good idea to relax a little bit if you go out and socialise and, mm. you know, and uh, tell a funny story, go to a funny movie because Gemini energy is very witty. And, yes. You know, so. Um, it is. That's always enjoyable, mm. you know. Mm. So week three. It's very important for women to understand what healthy sex hormones feel like. So after you ovulate on or around day 14, you make a surge of progesterone from the corpus luteum. That is the crater-like effect that is left behind in your ovary after the egg is released. If there is conception, progesterone climbs higher to maintain the endometrium. If there isn't a conception, the lining of the uterus is not needed, so progesterone falls and you menstruate at the end of the 28 days. After ovulation, day 14, estrogen should be secondary to progesterone during this week, week three. This would represent a healthy sex hormone balance. Estrogen drops, progesterone rises and stays elevated right through until day 28 when it drops. Mm. If, however, you ovulate and don't make optimal amounts of progesterone, so it is only dominant over estrogen for a few days of the second half of the cycle, which is this week, then estrogen is dominant leading into week four. This is one of the most common sex hormone scenarios that causes the symptoms of PMT. Really? The second one is that progesterone drops completely Mm. and estrogen as well. So if you suffer with PMT, this is really important to get it checked out. Because I think that you can eradicate PMT forever mm. if your hormones are in balance. It's Absolutely. not natural to have PMT. Mm. I, I, I'm going to say that for sure. With all the research I've done now mm. and at my age, I believe that it's not natural. And the best way to test this is that around about day 21, which is seven days after you ovulate, get yourself tested. Yes, there is a blood test involved. 
but see how high your progesterone levels are and whether your estrogen is dominant or or if it's um or if progesterone is dominant this will really help you and what why not do it in this week if it's a full moon in gemini during week three you'll you'll have the excitement and the energy to get to the bottom of this issue mm. of bring PMT. it to a close yes bring it to a close Once finally and all, go and find out yes. yes especially if you've been suffering PMT for or PMS mm. yeah. for years. Mm. Like if you're in your like late thirties, early forties, and you're still suffering with it, goodness me, come on, just do it. Because I tell you what, when you're going into menopause, it's a whole whole different kettle of fish. So that's what I think for week three. Mm. I was thinking meditation too, because uh, or to begin or start ensure that you do meditation mm. because the following week because if you do have the PMT uh, that comes in, your mind is all over the place and that settles you down a little bit. It's, Mm. um, believe me, Sue and I both know only too well (laughs) PMT. But, yeah, meditation and Mm. and your thoughts too uh, are like air. If you watch the wind when it blows leaves around, well, it's... It's like your thoughts are like that. You can't yes. contain them or corral them. Mm, it's mm. true. It's very true. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> week four. Now, I'm going to bang on again about stress hormones interfering with sex hormones. I've done this for the last 12 months in this week four because, as I just said, I don't believe that PMS or PMT are necessary You have all heard of the stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline. Like me, you might often mention to those around you how stressed you are. No, I can't do that today. I'm just so stressed. Leave me alone. All that sort of Mm. talk. Mm. So if this is the case, then truly you better start de-stressing your life because you are living in a dangerous situation. Stress can kill you, basically. That's the biggest, do you know the biggest killer of people is heart disease and heart disease from stress. Mm. There were hardly any, I think they said 10 years ago, I think it was 10 years ago, very small amount of people had heart issues through stress. Now it's, I can't remember the the figures that they talked about, but it's enormous, enormous. It's enormous. Mm. I didn't realise how, how bad stress was oh, until I started studying it. Well, it weakens yeah. your immune system. Yeah. That's, you don't want that, not these days. And if you are current, if you are constantly stressed, it does impact on your menstrual cycle. Now I'm going to add the Gemini energy to this cocktail mm-hmm. and you could overstimulate your stress hormones even <laughs> further So be mindful what you do this week. Choose one or two things you wish to accomplish and focus on them only. So did you know that premenstrual tension is merely your body being out of balance hormonally? That's all it is. Mm. Adrenaline communicates to every single cell in the body. And basically it screams that your life is in danger Mm. and you better run. That's all it is. It says, keep running, keep running, because something's coming, yes, something's coming, something's mm. coming. And you're at the, you are at this point of absolute exhaustion. And because you might get used to it, because we are, human beings do get familiar with addiction. So we are addicted. 
Addicted to our emotions. We are addicted, mm. yeah, and to the adrenaline that we get because it is a hormone. We, we love yes. it. We get it and we go, yes. Mm. So you might feel like you're on top of the world with this stress, you know, in, in some respects because it's like it's just exciting. And blah, blah, blah. Especially if you get a daily fix of caffeine or, or, or two or three or four or five hits of caffeine, you are continually get, having stimulating. this stimulating and, mm. and your adrenaline hits. But serious long-term damage, including hormonal disruption, is happening to your delicate endocrine system. So one area that it might be affecting, as I mentioned before, is your progesterone levels. Remember I talked about in week three about progesterone levels and how estrogen sometimes can become dominant, but Mm. it's important for progesterone to be dominant in the third phase of your cycle, which is week three and week four. I mentioned also about Dr. Livy Weaver. In her book, Women, Wellness, Wisdom, if you look at pages 169 to 174, it's the bomb. It will help you eliminate stress altogether in your life. So there is an abundance of resources out there about this topic. And I think for the next 100 years, while Kerry and I are on this topic or this podcast, we will always be talking (laughs) week four about eliminating PMS. And that is my biggest teaching for next year. Mm. 2022 is about eliminating PMS. I think that's a great idea. Yes. And I don't care if people go, God, she's banging on it again, mm. but it's going to happen. If Especially if it's not necessary and there's things you can do to help yourself. I mean, you mentioned um, uh, about the body being protected. Well, that's your, your ego too, it protects the body. It's always protecting the body. Mm. So if you're having those destructive tormenting, torturous, violent thoughts, whether it's about yourself or someone else, that's no good for you. When you're in this level of stress on a constant level, that becomes the new normal. Mm, That's correct. And this is when people have, they have blood pressure issues Mm. and they say, well, but I feel all right. Mm. You're out of sync. That's correct. So, yeah. Oh, Kerry, thank you so much for all your wonderful information. Dear listener, before we let you go, I just wanted to share with you some resources that we have. And for next year, there's going to be a couple more resources added. We try to make it as free as possible. So, of course, the app, now that's going to be released free for everybody. The Moon and You app is a tracker. And it has some great information. It is a, a way for you to track each month about how you are, how you feel. And it's a wonderful thing. So that's going to be free in 2022. Perfect for, for the full moon in mm. Gemini to journal, things like yeah. that. Yeah. The free financial literacy class that we have, which is budgeting on the new moon. There's a library on the website, lots of books that we recommend. Mm. They're all there and all the funds that which are, it's an affiliation like with the Australian bookstore called booktopia and all the funds go to animals australia which is one of my most beloved charities free birth chart if you've never been into birth charts or astrology and you want to know more kerry offers a free birth chart with a little mini computerized astrological report for you so there's a link to that as well there is an 85 page journal for 30 days of journaling which is 11 dollars. yeah there's an ebook Four Seasons of the Menstrual Cycle, which is just updated, which is packed full of understanding your cycle. It's kind of like what we talk about 
in mm. a book. There's a silver pendant, which is Chandra. <laughs> it's an infused with love and ready for your intentions. Free art by Astalanda. It's called Surrender. Yeah, it is beautiful. beautiful. Mm. Moon calendar for 2022. <laughs> Download that's for free. Of course, all of our podcasts and our journals. And, of course, Kerry's going to give me a whole other stack of resources that I can mm. provide to you. So, my friends, that's it. And we hope you enjoyed our yes. podcast. And Merry Christmas, everybody. I <gasps> uh, hope yes. you enjoy your, your Christmas. Mm. And um, uh, it's just really relaxing and, <laughs> and enjoyable, let's hope. Yeah. And for those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays, yeah. whatever you would like to call it. That's yeah. fine happy by us. Happy family time. Happy family time. I love that. Friends yeah. and family time. Yes. Okay, my friends, thank you so much again for listening. We love you. Stay safe. And we shall see you in the new year. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.